This is section 43 of Presidential Farewell and Last Addresses. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. President John F. Kennedy's Remarks Prepared for Delivery at the Trademark in Dallas, Texas, November 22, 1963. Undelivered. Read by John Greenman. I am honored to have this invitation to address the annual meeting of the Dallas Citizens Council, joined by the members of the Dallas Assembly, and pleased to have this opportunity to salute the Graduate Research Center of the Southwest. It is fitting that these two symbols of Dallas progress are united in the sponsorship of this meeting, for they represent the best qualities, I am told, of leadership and learning in this city and leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. The advancement of learning depends on community leadership for financial and political support, and the products of that learning, in turn, are essential to the leadership's hopes for continued progress and prosperity. It is not a coincidence that those communities possessing the best in research and graduate facilities, from MIT to Caltech, tend to attract the new and growing industries. I congratulate those of you here in Dallas who have recognized these basic facts through the creation of the unique and forward-looking Graduate Research Center. This link between leadership and learning is not only essential at the community level. It is even more indispensable in world affairs ignorance and misinformation can handicap the progress of a city or a company but they can if allowed to prevail in foreign policy handicap this country's security in a world of complex and continuing problems in a world full of frustrations and irritations america's leadership must be guided by the lights of learning and reason or else those who confuse rhetoric with reality and the plausible with the possible will gain the popular ascendancy with their seemingly swift and simple solutions to every world problem there will always be dissident voices heard in the land expressing opposition without alternatives finding fault but never favor perceiving gloom on every side and seeking influence without responsibility those voices are inevitable but today other voices are heard in the land voices preaching doctrines wholly unrelated to reality wholly unsuited to the sixties doctrines which apparently assume that words will suffice without weapons that vituperation is as good as victory and that peace is a sign of weakness at a time when the national debt is steadily being reduced in terms of its burden on our economy they see that debt as the greatest single threat to our security at a time when we are steadily reducing the number of federal employees serving every thousand citizens they fear those supposed hordes of civil servants far more than the actual hordes of opposing armies we cannot expect that everyone to use the phrase of a decade ago will talk sense to the american people but we can hope that fewer people will listen to nonsense 
and the notion that this nation is headed for defeat through deficit or that strength is but a matter of slogans is nothing but just plain nonsense i want to discuss with you today the status of our strength and our security because this question clearly calls for the most responsible qualities of leadership and the most enlightened products of scholarship for this nation's strength and security are not easily or cheaply obtained nor are they quickly and simply explained there are many kinds of strength and no one kind will suffice overwhelming nuclear strength cannot stop a guerrilla war formal pacts of alliance cannot stop internal subversion displays of material wealth cannot stop the disillusionment of diplomats subjected to discrimination above all words alone are not enough the united states is a peaceful nation and where our strength and determination are clear our words need merely to convey conviction not belligerence if we are strong our strength will speak for itself if we are weak words will be of no help i realize that this nation often tends to identify turning points in world affairs with the major addresses which preceded them but it was not the monroe doctrine that kept all europe away from this hemisphere it was the strength of the british fleet and the width of the atlantic ocean it was not general marshall's speech at harvard which kept communism out of western europe it was the strength and stability made possible by our military and economic assistance in this administration also it has been necessary at times to issue specific warnings warnings that we could not stand by and watch the communists conquer laos by force or intervene in the congo or swallow west berlin or maintain offensive missiles on cuba but while our goals were at least temporarily obtained in these and other instances our successful defense of freedom was due not to the words we used but to the strength we stood ready to use on behalf of the principles we stand ready to defend this strength is composed of many different elements ranging from the most massive deterrence to the most subtle influences and all types of strength are needed no one kind could do the job alone let us take a moment therefore to review this nation's progress in each major area of strength first as secretary mcnamara made clear in his address last monday the strategic nuclear power of the united states has been so greatly modernized and expanded in the last one thousand days by the rapid production and deployment of the most modern missile systems that any and all potential aggressors are clearly confronted now with the impossibility of strategic victory and the certainty of total destruction if by reckless attack they should ever force upon us the necessity of a strategic reply in less than three years we have increased by fifty per cent the number of polaris submarines scheduled to be in force by the next fiscal year 
increased by more than seventy per cent our total polaris purchase program increased by more than seventy five per cent our minuteman purchase program increased by fifty per cent the portion of our strategic bombers on fifteen-minute alert and increased by one hundred per cent the total number of nuclear weapons available in our strategic alert forces our security is further enhanced by the steps we have taken regarding these weapons to improve the speed and certainty of their response their readiness at all times to respond their ability to survive an attack and their ability to be carefully controlled and directed through secure command operations but the lessons of the last decade have taught us that freedom cannot be defended by strategic nuclear power alone we have therefore in the last three years accelerated the development and deployment of tactical nuclear weapons and increased by sixty per cent the tactical nuclear forces deployed in western europe nor can europe or any other continent rely on nuclear forces alone whether they are strategic or tactical we have radically improved the readiness of our conventional forces increased by forty five per cent the number of combat ready army divisions increased by one hundred per cent the procurement of modern army weapons and equipment increased by one hundred per cent our ship construction conversion and modernization program increased by one hundred per cent our procurement of tactical aircraft increased by thirty per cent the number of tactical air squadrons and increased the strength of the marines as last month's operation big lift which originated here in texas showed so clearly this nation is prepared as never before to move substantial numbers of men in surprisingly little time to advanced positions anywhere in the world we have increased by one hundred and seventy five per cent the procurement of airlift aircraft and we have already achieved a seventy five per cent increase in our existing strategic airlift capability finally moving beyond the traditional roles of our military forces we have achieved an increase of nearly six hundred per cent in our special forces those forces that are prepared to work with our allies and friends against the guerrillas saboteurs insurgents and assassins who threaten freedom in a less direct but equally dangerous manner but american military might should not and need not stand alone against the ambitions of international communism our security and strength in the last analysis directly depends on the security and strength of others and that is why our military and economic assistance plays such a key role in enabling those who live on the periphery of the communist world to maintain their independence of choice our assistance to these nations can be painful risky and costly as is true in southeast asia today but we dare not weary of the task for our assistance makes possible the stationing of three to five million allied troops along the communist frontier at one-tenth the cost of maintaining 
a comparable number of american soldiers a successful communist breakthrough in these areas necessitating direct united states intervention would cost us several times as much as our entire foreign aid program and might cost us heavily in american lives as well about seventy per cent of our military assistance goes to nine key countries located on or near the borders of the communist bloc nine countries confronted directly or indirectly with the threat of communist aggression vietnam free china korea india pakistan thailand greece turkey and iran no one of these countries possesses on its own the resources to maintain the forces which our own chiefs of staff think needed in the common interest reducing our efforts to train equip and assist their armies can only encourage communist penetration and require in time the increased overseas deployment of american combat forces and reducing the economic help needed to bolster these nations that undertake to help defend freedom can have the same disastrous result in short the fifty billion dollars we spend each year on our own defense could well be ineffective without the four billion dollars required for military and economic assistance our foreign aid program is not growing in size it is on the contrary smaller now than in previous years it has had its weaknesses but we have undertaken to correct them and the proper way of treating weaknesses is to replace them with strength not to increase those weaknesses by emasculating essential programs dollar for dollar in or out of government there is no better form of investment in our national security than our much abused foreign aid program we cannot afford to lose it we can afford to maintain it we can surely afford for example to do as much for our nineteen needy neighbors of latin america as the communist bloc is sending to the island of cuba alone i have spoken of strength largely in terms of the deterrence and resistance of aggression and attack but in today's world freedom can be lost without a shot being fired by ballots as well as bullets the success of our leadership is dependent upon respect for our mission in the world as well as our missiles on a clearer recognition of the virtues of freedom as well as the evils of tyranny that is why our information agency has doubled the short-wave broadcasting power of the voice of america and increased the number of broadcasting hours by thirty per cent increased spanish-language broadcasting to cuba and latin america from one to nine hours a day increased sevenfold to more than three to five million copies the number of american books being translated and published for latin american readers and taken a host of other steps to carry our message of truth and freedom to all the far corners of the earth 
and that is also why we have regained the initiative in the exploration of outer space making an annual effort greater than the combined total of all space activities undertaken during the fifties launching more than one hundred and thirty vehicles into earth orbit putting into actual operation valuable weather and communication satellites and making it clear to all that the united states of america has no intention of finishing second in space this effort is expensive but it pays its own way for freedom and for america for there is no longer any fear in the free world that a communist lead in space will become a permanent assertion of supremacy and the basis of military superiority there is no longer any doubt about the strength and skill of american science american industry american education and the american free enterprise system in short our national space effort represents a great gain in and a great resource of our national strength and both texas and texans are contributing greatly to this strength finally it should be clear by now that a nation can be no stronger abroad than she is at home only in america which practices what it preaches about equal rights and social justice will be respected by those whose choice affects our future only in america which has fully educated its citizens is fully capable of tackling the complex problems and perceiving the hidden dangers of the world in which we live and only in america which is growing and prospering economically can sustain the world-wide defenses of freedom while demonstrating to all concerned the opportunities of our system and society it is clear therefore that we are strengthening our security as well as our economy by our recent record increases in national income and output by surging ahead of most of western europe in the rate of business expansion and the margin of corporate profits by maintaining a more stable level of prices than almost any of our overseas competitors and by cutting personal and corporate income taxes by some eleven billion dollars as i have proposed to assure this nation of the longest and strongest expansion in our peacetime economic history this nation's total output which three years ago was at the five hundred billion dollar mark will soon pass six hundred billion dollars for a record rise of over one hundred billion dollars in three years for the first time in history we have seventy million men and women at work for the first time in history average factory earnings have exceeded one hundred dollars a week for the first time in history corporation profits after taxes which have risen forty three per cent in less than three years have an annual level of twenty seven point four billion dollars my friends and fellow citizens i cite these facts and figures to make it clear that america today is stronger than ever before our adversaries have not abandoned their ambitions our dangers have not diminished our vigilance 
cannot be relaxed but now we have the military the scientific and the economic strength to do whatever must be done for the preservation and promotion of freedom that strength will never be used in pursuit of aggressive ambitions it will always be used in pursuit of peace it will never be used to promote provocations it will always be used to promote the peaceful settlement of disputes we in this country in this generation are by destiny rather than choice the watchmen on the walls of world freedom we ask therefore that we may be worthy of our power and responsibility that we may exercise our strength with wisdom and restraint and that we may achieve in our time and for all time the ancient vision of peace on earth good will toward men that must always be our goal and the righteousness of our cause must always underlie our strength for as was written long ago except the lord keep the city the watchman waketh but in vain end of president john f kennedy's remarks prepared for delivery at the trademark in dallas texas november twenty second nineteen sixty three undelivered read by john greenman